0: You are listening to The Gateway Church, located in Ferriesburg, Michigan. You can learn more about us by visiting thegateway.church or like and follow us on Facebook, where you can watch full services, keep up with all that is going on, and get connected. Well, this morning, as Pastor Rachel said, uh, the Decker family... Five out of six were tested last week, and then early this week, Monday or Tuesday, uh, five out of six came back with a positive test for COVID. And so they are not coming to Michigan. They're uh, living in the Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota area. But the Decker family, and I I believe they're tuning in now, uh, if they were here, we would be acknowledging that we have known of them for a couple years now. My daughter, Reagan, many of you guys know her, she is attending North Central University and a friend of hers, a sweet mate of hers was Esther, the second of the their children that were uh, introduced. And Esther has spent time in our home a couple times. Uh, we have blessed her as a church just because she's a missionary kid and we like to bless missionary kids. And, and so we've known about the Deckers. And when we knew that they're coming home to connect with churches and look for new connections, we reached out and we said, Hey, would you make a trip? to Michigan. And they had a whole trip planned and had several things that all of that had to be canceled. And so certainly you can be praying for them. But when we talked about, okay, you're not going to be here in person, we said, what could we do in this technologically advanced world? And so what we asked Tim to do was to bring a message in regards to the organization that they're a part of called Live Dead. And I'm telling you, I watched it and I, It is moving, and our hearts are, just prepare yourself to be moved and to be challenged this morning. So without further ado, we're going to turn it back to Tim Decker, missionary extraordinaire. These folks have an incredible um, uh, outreach and a incredible reputation in the Assemblies of God, and uh, we love them, and we're excited to be able to present them today. It's Tim Decker by video. Here we go. Hello again.
1: First of all, I just wanted to say thank you. It's really a great joy of my life to talk about Jesus, to teach from the Bible. So whether you're watching live in person right now, or if you're watching uh, this as a recording, thank you for joining this. I love what I get to do, and it's such a great pleasure of mine to be with you in this way. Second of all, I want to say a special Thank you to Pastor Ben and all of the staff at Gateway Church. Because I'm also a minister involved in ministry, I have a little bit of a better sense of what these past five months have been like for you. Everybody's work and life has been hugely affected, but I know your world, and I know what has made it so difficult. And so I just want to say thank you. Thank you for loving, thank you for serving, thank you for not giving up. Thank you especially because I know your heart is to that you love this congregation, you love these people. And your great desire, your passion for them, is that they would walk with God, with the presence of God, through all of the circumstances of life, the good and the bad alike. And I know that you've been praying for them, you've been working to find ways to minister to them, And it's just such a beautiful thing to be involved in loving and caring for people this way. And so thank you for your ministry to them. Let's pray together. Father, as we look to your word now, I ask you for your help. Help me, Lord, to speak what is on your mind. And help everyone listening to hear what it is that you have to say. In Jesus' name. Well, in our introduction, our, we mentioned that our family serves as part of a live dead team among an unreached pe- people group. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, in our time together this morning, we're going to explore this idea of unreached. What does unreached mean? What makes an unreached person unreached? or what makes an unreached people group? And I'll be the first to admit, there is a lot of different definitions for this. But where I'm coming from is, as an Assemblies of God World Missionary, what do we mean in AGWM by unreached? And what do we mean in Live Dead, especially, by unreached? So, component number one. First thing, that it takes to be an unreached person is that you have to be unsaved. So let's look at Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16 together. This is Jesus talking, and this is what he has to say. Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. But anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. So there you have it, right there in the middle. Jesus says anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. It's a good thing to be saved. To be unsaved is a very serious thing in the Bible. And actually, the Bible describes this in many, many different ways. I just wanna share a few of those with you this morning to help us contemplate how serious it is to be unsaved. Here are some of the things that the Bible uses to describe being unsaved. It says it's like being spiritually dead, dead. It's being hostile to God or being the enemy of God. Hopeless or without hope is being unsaved. Spiritually blind. Under the power of Satan. A child of the devil. Separated from God separated from Christ or, as Jesus says in this verse, condemned. There is no more serious condition in the Bible than unsaved. When we look out at our world, we can see an awful lot of horrible things. In our own lives, some of us have experienced massive emotional trauma. Maybe you've been through a very serious disease. We know that there's war in the world and a lot of serious, other serious problems, but in the eyes of the Bible, all of those very real, very serious, very painful realities are not as serious. As being unsaved. An unreached person is first of all unsaved. Now, being spiritually dead on the shores of Lake Michigan is the same as spiritually dead by the Gulf of Tajura where we live. It's actually not any different. It doesn't make people different. It actually makes us the same. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's Romans 3, verse 23. But there is something else to being an unreached person. Not only are you unsaved, but the unreached are also unlikely to hear unsaved and unlikely to hear because you see in that verse in Master, uh, Mark chapter 16 Jesus says go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone well that's about speaking and hearing and the unreached are not only unsaved but they're actually unlikely to hear the good news So, in order to explore this idea a little bit more, I'd like us to do an activity together. So, if you're live uh, with me right now, um, this will make sense. You'll be able to engage in the activity. If you're watching online, I'm going to do my best to help the idea make sense and make some connections for us. Alright, so here we go. If you're with me live right now, would you please stand up? Thank you. Okay, now, first of all, if you found out about Jesus, if you heard the good news about Jesus from somebody in your immediate family, mom, dad, brothers, sisters, somebody who is close to you, an immediate family member, and it's really because of their sharing the good news with you that you learned the good news, that you could choose to believe in Jesus, would you please sit down? If that's not you, just stay standing. And if you're not live, here's an idea of what usually happens in the room when those people sit down. This is kind of what it looks like. Okay, second of all, maybe it wasn't an immediate family member, but maybe it was an extended family member. Grandparents, uncles, aunts, cousins. Somebody in your extended family who shared the good news about Jesus with you, and because of that, you had the opportunity to believe in Jesus. If that's you... Would you please be seated? And again, for those that aren't live, here's an example of what that would look like. Um, After doing this many times, we kind of have an idea of what the percentages are. All right, third, maybe it wasn't a family member at all, but maybe it was somebody that you rubbed shoulders with on a regular basis, day in, day out, classmate, friend, neighbor, uh, somebody that you worked with, And because of them, you heard the good news about Jesus. If that's you, would you sit down? And finally, there are those who actually, it wasn't anybody that they knew personally at all who brought them the good news of Jesus. But maybe for you, it was the ministry of a church. It was a book that a Christian minister had written it was an online outreach that they were doing. It was an outreach into the community. It was a church that was sharing the gospel in one way or another. And because of that church's ministry, because of that Christian ministry into your life, that's how you heard the good news about Jesus. If that's you, would you sit down? And again, if you're not live, here's an idea of what that the room probably looks like now. Okay, now if you're still standing, I can't see, obviously, Um but this is normal. There's usually a couple of people still standing and often their stories are really amazing. Maybe there's nobody standing today, but uh, they've got an unusual story of how God brought the good news to them. So you can be seated if there's anybody standing still. But let's think about this illustration and let's apply it to the unreached. You see, not only are they unsaved, but they are unlikely to hear. If you were to go to the population of Djibouti, for example, and you were to say, everybody stand up, sit down, if you're a family member shared with you about Jesus, nobody would sit down in Djibouti. Because none of their family members know about Jesus either. If you were to say, maybe it's not a family member, maybe it's an acquaintance, if your acquaintance shared Jesus with you, brought the good news to you, you can sit down. Nobody would sit down, because nobody that they know, knows the good news about Jesus. Well, maybe it was a church ministry. No. You see, among the unreached, there's no churches. There's no local churches that are doing ministry, like where we live in Djibouti. The local church is either so tiny that it's having almost no impact on the community, or it's completely non-existent. And so the people in the community are unlikely to hear the good news about Jesus. This is what it means to be unreached. You're unsaved like every other unsaved person. But you're unlikely to hear the good news. The only way you will hear the good news is if someone like me, or maybe like you, chooses to go to where the unreached are. To learn enough about their language so that you can actually tell them the good news about Jesus. And live with them. Help them understand what it means to be a follower of Jesus. That's what it means to be an unreached person. And friends, the beauty of our story is that Jesus, he came from farther away than I would ever be able to travel on this planet. He came into this world and learned my culture. Your culture. He learned what it meant to be a human being and he shared the good news of the Father. The love of God. The news that saves. This is an incredible joy that we have to belong to Jesus and an incredible responsibility to share with all of the unsaved and for some of us to find our place among the unreached.
0: Pastor Ben. Isn't that a great, clear explanation of our responsibility, of our opportunity? We, at the Gateway Church, we talk about missions a lot, more than probably most churches. It's something that's unique to our DNA. We often say, if you were to cut us open, uh, not the, I mean, it's kind of a weird way to say it, but if you were to cut us open, we would bleed missions. How many of you have heard me say that before? Yeah, we, we talk about that, and that's important. Well, the, the church board, the previous month, had challenged me. Uh, I've been challenging them to read a book called How to Help Your Pastor Succeed. It's about helping the church grow and uh, move forward. And one of the things it talks about is echoing the vision of the church. And it's not just the pastor's job to echo the vision or the staff or the board. Really, it's all of our job to do that. So we have some key uh, phrases like that that we certainly are passionate about. Another one of those is that we've said that missions has been and always will be the key to our future. And we believe that. And, and there's a lot to support how that works. And, uh, but when we talk about, or when we watch Tim Decker talk about live dead, people that are unsaved are the same, whether they're in Djibouti or here in, on the lakeshore. That really hit me hard this morning. I don't know about you. And then the idea that they are unlikely to be reached. Uh, we do our missions windows and our mission services as a family. And our kids are a part. And normally when things were more normal, we we have the, the kids normally go back to kids church after a window. And we'll have a part of the missionary family talk with our kids and, and obviously we can't do that in this way but, but we do that because we believe that as we continue to grow as a church as we continue to experience God moving here we will increasingly see young people and old people maybe even empty nesters feel called to the unreached in our world. We'll watch a presentation like we just did and we will be moved to the point of tears. Moved to the point of saying, someone has to do something about that. And I know there's been stirrings in some of our hearts about that. And I understand as a pastor, it's it's difficult to send good people to the mission field because there's a hole that's left here. But I do believe that that's our future. We do something called faith give faith promise giving where we support missionaries like the Deckers. And in another month and a half uh, after our series, Is This the End?, we will highlight missions for a couple weeks together and we talk about that. Again, it's a part of our DNA. It's a part of who we are. But today as we close, I'm wondering where's the application for us today? It, to me, it really goes back to the song we sang earlier that God would consume all that we are, that, that there's nothing about our lives that's our own. When we have a perspective like that, your, the way you lead your family changes the way you work at, uh, at your job, the way your school experience is, everything changes when you say, Lord, I want to be consumed with who you are. And maybe you're watching online and you're saying, and you're green and you're saying, yeah, that's me. Well, listen, we all have a part to play in reaching the unlost. And that can mean right here in our backyard that because an unsaved person is still an unsaved person and they need, they deserve to hear the good news. And God can use you to make that happen. But then even beyond that, for those that are unlikely to hear, those to the ends of the earth, God may be stirring in your heart. And we want to respond this morning and ask the Lord to touch our hearts, to open up our eyes and to give us the faith to take the first step or a next step in our journey of obeying God. So I'm going to ask that you stand and we're just going to pray for one another here just for a moment as we close. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I understand that we're socially distanced and we do that on purpose. Our rows are spread out and we're sitting with families. But for those of you that are with your family, I just want to encourage you to maybe put your hand on their shoulder. Uh, other than that, let's not do any of that. But let's just just love on the one that you're closest to. And and uh, if you're here by yourself, uh, I like Pastor Drew's doing. He's doing an air hug here, just by himself up here. That's perfect. And uh, but let's just pray for one another here for a moment. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, just lift up your voice for someone that's close to you. Just turn your head and maybe see someone that maybe God will say, oh, I'm going to pray for him. I don't even know their name, but Uh, Lord, we pray. And Lord, we pray for one another. We pray for our family members. We pray for those that are close to us. We pray pray for our church family. Lord, that you would strengthen us and and God, move in our hearts. Lord, I pray for those that are online that are still tuning in, that are still watching, that they're being stirred. God, you're working in their lives. Lord, I pray that their eyes and my eyes would be opened to see unsaved people all around. And Lord, that we would be a part of the solution of bringing the gospel here on the lakeshore. And Lord, that we'd continue to be faithful in missions. And Lord, I pray that we would also, for many that are here, that we would not forget that there are people in this world that are unlikely to hear the good news unless someone is sent. And Lord, whether we are commissioned to send through our finances or go and be a part, Lord, I pray that it would be a massive movement in our hearts. Lord, burn it inside of each and every one of us. And Lord, as we leave here today, we're going to walk out these doors. We're going to tune off here just in a moment online. I pray that we will not forget this. Thank you for the Decker family who have given their lives literally for the Somali people. And Lord, as they're planted in Djibouti right now, Lord, I pray that you just continue to bless them and keep them and favor them. And Lord, I know that they've lost some connection here in Michigan, but I pray that you just provide supernaturally beyond their wildest imagination. And we thank you for that. And now we pray, Lord, that you would go before us, behind us, and all around us. We pray this in Jesus' name. And all God's people here said amen and amen. And if you're online, you can say amen as well. And we just want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to this week's message from The Gateway Church. If you'd like to find out more about our church, such as service times, giving, and ways to get connected, visit us at thegateway.church.